You're listening to Freestyle Flavor. I'm your host, Chef Tarsha. Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, join me for my conversation with Patrick Bierschwell, a rancher from Katy, Texas. We'll talk about his home on the range at Katara Exotics and find out if bison is the meat of the elite. I'll ask him, what does it take to get bison to your plate? You've got freestyle flavor. Stay close. Put your listening ears on. I'll be right back. I got my name Pat the Bison because during my MMA career, I like to use my head up against the cage and people said it looked like a bison. Bison meat is full of protein, full of iron, full of B vitamins, full of all the good stuff your body needs with less of the bad stuff like the fat, the bad cholesterol, things like that. It's basically the superfood of the meat group. How are you? Are we live? <laughs> Welcome to Free. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, let let me let me start at the beginning. How about that? How how good is it to be a a Texas rancher, first of all. Uh, how good is it to be a Texas rancher? I can tell you this. I grew up, uh, my grandfather was a rancher, and as a young child, some of my fondest and earliest memories were going out there and working the cows, spending time out there with my granddad. Uh, it's kind of what I've always wanted to be. Uh, and living, really just living the dream. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. I mean, you say that's what you wanted to be. Um, paint us that picture of what it looked like growing up. I mean, tell us what the landscape was for you. Well, I was I grew up in, in Katy, uh, in the suburbs, but my, my grandfather had a ranch out. He actually had two ranches, one in the hill country, one further in West Texas that, you know, as, as early as I can remember, I was going out there you know, we spend Thanksgiving and Christmas out there. I go up there over the summers. I go up there with them to, to work the cows, and then we separate the calves, and we go get our, our, our shiny belt buckles on and take them to auction where he talks to all his ranching buddies. And it was, just, it was always just a, a, a big deal, you know, every year to go to take the calves to market. And I, and I never understood why he'd always make me get a new pair of boots and a uh, new, new shirt and like, basically put on your Sunday best because I was like, <laughs> 
his Super Bowl. You know, he always told me, hey, you, you, know, you got to come correct is what he would say, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh, so is that something that you make sure you have going on now? Some new boots and a shiny belt buckle? I, I am not that, uh, I, I'm not that worried about my image. <laughs> I'm, I'm just worried about, I, I got too many kids and too many mouths to feed. I, I have a good pair of boots. I keep my feet dry. <laughs> I do have a shiny belt buckle that, that I break out on special occasions, but um, it's it, he, he was he was big on his on his image, you know. He was a, a, a big time in the building industry in, in Houston, and uh, he was a Houston socialite. So he was he was about maintaining that image as well. Which uh, for me, I'm more I'm more low key. Does that mean that you do or you do not wear a cowboy hat? Uh, I do not wear a cowboy hat just because I think I look stupid in hats. <laughs> I don't wear. I got a I got a, I got a big old head. You know, uh, and, and and I so even a baseball hat, like I just, I don't think I look good in them. So it, it's nothing against cowboy hats. It's more just, I I, I think I look silly. Well, I look I look good in a cowboy hat. I love them myself. I got a few of them. But speaking of a big head, let's go to why they call you bison. I mean, not only are you a bison rancher, you have. The, the the name tag bison and whenever I see you you have on a t-shirt that says bison give me the backstory on that uh, it all started uh, way back when uh, during my my MMA career uh, what I, I like to do is I like to put the guys against the cage and I would use my head to basically crush their face <laughs> and it was just in practice one day my teammates they knew that I had bison and like man you look like one of those bison out there and so it just kind of stuck. So that's how I originally got the nickname, uh, was because using my head as a weapon. And uh, the Bison T-shirt is just to promote the company. Okay. That's when I first started, when I first started Kater Exotic, uh, that's that's what I started with was the Bison. Uh, I had grand grand ideas of, of of wholesaling all kinds of exotic games, giraffes and gemsbok and zebras, and that quickly just uh, eroded away to I'm going to be in the meat business and Bison is my go-to. So. I had to go to where the the market was leading me to, where the money yeah. was. So it. And so I, I was. Go ahead. Go ahead. One day, uh, I, I used to always eat bison, and when I was I was coaching and running the gym, and people kept asking where they could get it, where they could get it. They wanted to eat the bison. One day, it just kind of clicked. You know, there's a business here, and so I started butchering my own animals and selling it, and then from there, I got into some farmers markets. And it really started taking off. After I got into a couple of the prominent markets in Houston, I was able to just do this full time. And then after after a while, we went from just bison to uh, you know bison and beef and goats and sheep and wild hogs and rabbits and uh, well, I mean all sorts of stuff now. So, yeah, uh, it just kind of quickly evolved there. Let let you okay. Let me jump around a little bit because there are a few tidbits. Okay. Um, First of all, you 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 said MMA. Now, what I'm thinking, you're talking about being in the ring, like these uh, no holds bars, death match type, uh, not boxing. Give us, tell us about MMA. What is that? Yeah, MMA, mixed martial arts. Uh, we fought in the cage, and it's not to the death. I thank goodness because I would have died. <laughs> but it was it, 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 you know limited rules. It's you know kick punch submission. Um, it, it's all that. You're, you're in a cage. There are rules. No headbutts. No eye gouging. But 
Uh, that's uh, when I, I I was laid off from my, my day job after college, and it's just something I always wanted to do. I'd been training, and I was like, you know what? Let me give this a go around. And uh, it was fun. It was fun for a few years. It definitely takes a toll on the body, and it's really hard to make a living. And I started having kids and stuff, and so it is. I was very lucky to find the, uh, the the meat business because career longevity when you're getting punched in the face is not yeah successful. yeah yeah. Do you have any belts or anything from your days there? I held the uh, it was Young Guns MMA in Houston, the middleweight title. It was also he's a big time promoter uh, in Houston and very well known. I held his middleweight title. And then the USA National Stand Shoe Kickboxing, I was a heavyweight champion. I won the national tournament in uh, 2011. That's so awesome. I held a couple of titles. That's so awesome. I was not, I was, I was no, by no means, you know, some great world class fighter, but I, I was. Well, good. hey, hey, you, you're in the game. You were in the game, and you, and you, and you can prove it. That's all that matters. <laughs> now, ironically, I, I still train. go ahead. But I still train now. I'm just. I'm more, uh, I'm a first degree black belt for the jiu-jitsu, so I do a lot of coaching with the younger guys. I try to get in there three, four times a week, but just, I can't, can't do the intensity that I, I could back in the day, but you know, I, I still get in there. Yeah, well, that's good. You stay in shape. When I see you, you look like you're training, so hey, it's all good. It definitely, it definitely works to your advantage to selling that meat and make you think, oh, well, he, he's eating something real good because he's looking good. <laughs> Absolutely, it's all part of it. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but I think it's ironic, or maybe not, that they were calling you bison. You grew up on a ranch, and your granddad or your dad uh, had bison on that ranch. I mean, was that a coincidence or not? Uh, it, 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 it was. I mean, they, they knew oh. it. They knew that I had the bison. I, I have always kind of. You know, you kind of think you got your spirit animal. I thought it's kind of, you know, bison's kind of my spirit yeah. animal. But let's talk about Katera Exotics. How did you come up with that name? That name, uh, our, our ranch that we have in Katy, when we first, when my family first bought it, we would always just call it the Katy Land. And then my dad, being the cerebral person he is, took uh, K-A for Katie and Tara mean Latin land and came up with the name Katera. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I threw on the exotics but like I said in the beginning I was going to be this this big time exotic game trader. Yeah. Well it is kind of so, exotic so I think. Uh, you know I grew up in Katie and uh, incidentally you know it, to, to learn that you had a bison ranch in Katy that is exotic you know as far as I'm concerned <laughs> yeah, yeah and technically as far as like, the, the, the state and health department that the bison is classified as an exotic meat and then we also do like we do venison we do the axes we do the elk sometimes and the other things so it, it's more exotic so to speak, that it's your typical beef. Exactly. No question yeah. about that. Now, a little backstory about us. Um, I met you uh, in my goings and comings in the farmer's market, which you had a booth set up, as you explained. You you know, you were, you were hawking that uh, Kateri Exotics at the farmer's market, and I got to talking to you, and um, we ended, you, you said, oh, you know, you mentioned Katie, and 
you know, somehow we were just like, oh, I was like, oh, I'm from Katy, you're from Katy. And we found out that we went to the same high school. That's James E. Taylor High School, go Mustangs for all our Mustangs out there. So so that was, you know, like, wow, you know. <laughs> Uh, that was something to even connect us. And, you know, I, I knew that there was a synergy immediately uh, there. But I was so fascinated to find out, you know, that you said, oh, yeah, I have my ranch in Katy. And I was like, what? You know, so tell us how much land does it take to have uh, a ranch, uh, you know, with uh, buffalo or bison? Is there a difference between bison and buffalo? What's What's the deal there? Technically, there is, yes. Buffalo are, are Cape Buffalo in Africa or Water Buffalo in Asia. Uh, but when, in America, when people are saying buffalo, most of the time they're, they okay. mean bison. It's just become a, a, a slang. And it's when, when you know, Europeans settled, they, they saw the, the bison and they, they looked similar to like a water buffalo. And so they just kind of, they called it buffalo and it just kind of hung around. But uh, the, the scientific name is North American bison. So, are, so buffalo. we're thinking... We we are when we when we here in America we think of buffalo we think about the Native Americans and this is going to be the same species yes. correct correct this is the same species this is what they would call Tatanka you know that was that you know the government tried to wipe out and almost extinct and this is this is the the, the true American okay bison. so how much land does it take to to have a ranch with bison on it. I mean, it depends on how many animals you want to have. You could have, you know, a, a, you know, just like a pet cow, bison cow, uh, on for five acres. It's going to be more about mm-hmm. fencing. Uh, you're going to want to net wire fencing. You can't use three strand barbed wire. They'll walk right through it. They're 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 curious animals. They're smart animals. Um, so that that's amazing. How many animals want to run? We have in Katy, we have about a hundred hundred acres, give or so, uh, and then we run anywhere from. It depends on the time of the year, uh, you know, 12 to 40 bison on it. What What is the, uh, what's the amount of land and animal that you have to have to get that ag exemption, agricultural exemption? Uh, I, it's not, it's not as many as you think. It's something like three animals. And, and then again, uh, it, 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 it needs to be for ag purposes. Like bison always... Uh, will uh, will meet the requirements. Like if you have like horses, you have to have like a breeding operation, and it, so it, it kind of depends on the species of animal. But for for bison, I think it's three animals, animal. but how much land minimum? <laughs> I, I don't think that oh, really? matters. Okay, well that, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I was shocked. Yeah, as long as you're having uh, doing some type of you know raising livestock, it's it, it, I don't know that there is a ratio that you have to do. Okay, well, we know for sure you can't fit uh, three bison, one bison, two bison in the backyard. So you got to have some room to move around. <laughs> yeah, that's no, 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 probably against HOA. <laughs> so well, how does your day start out? You know, on a ranch, you say you have. You've got bison, uh, 40 head. Uh, you've got goats. I know that because I came out to your place one time and the goats were met me out in the uh, street. And you've got some other animals. What? How does your day start out? 
uh, my typical day starts off just like a family man. I wake up, make sure my kids are up. You know, my wife gets up, she's a school teacher, she gets ready to go to school, and we get the kids up, breakfast, make sure backpacks, lunches, everything, and then I get them, take them to the bus stop. We, we got to drive to the bus stop. Our house is on the back part of the property, so we drive them up. It's probably about a half mile yeah. to the bus stop. So I take I take them up there to the bus. Then I, I take my, my daughter goes to a different school, so I take her. Then I take my three-year-old to, uh, to his preschool. So by the time all that's done, it's probably... I drop them off around nine. So then I go back to the ranch. That's usually when I start feeding. I check to make sure everyone has water. Uh, if, if the animals don't water, yeah. they will die. You know, so that's, that's, that's kind of the most important thing. You want to make sure they all have water. And I, I do my feeding. I'll feed the, the chickens first, usually, then the goats and the sheep. Then I'll feed the horses. Then I'll, depends on where the, the bison are and the cows are, which I feed first. But then it's a good, solid, probably, right. hours of feeding. Uh, and then, and then, I, then I try to hit the gym, you know, because I want to stay in shape and, and, uh, and don't want to die too early, so I've got to stay in shape. <laughs> then I'll come home and I'll I'll do some uh, some work. I'm kind of on the business end. You do my accounting, my book, all my bookkeeping, which is my least favorite <laughs> thing to do. And usually by that time, it's time to go pick up my my son from preschool. Yeah. So, so that, that's your typical day. And then, but you throw in one or two days a week, I'm going to be hauling animals, you know, to the processor. I'm going to be picking up meat from the processor. So <laughs> it can get pretty hectic. Oh, yeah. And then, time. of course, you're making your, you know, your celebrity at the farmer's market. So, you know, it's not it's not like we really want to uh, go to Kateri Exotics booth if, if, if Pat is not there. You know, sometimes you got somebody else at the booth and it's like, ah. Where's the dude with the bison t-shirt at? <laughs> yeah, that, I, I hear that a lot. People get used to interacting with me. And, well, unfortunately for them, unfortunately for me, I have some yeah. people working for me right now where I don't have to, to man the booth. But uh, I, I do hear that quite a bit. They're like, where where have you been? I'm like, my people, they're like, it's not you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So well, look, thinking, I'm one of those people. I'm going to admit it. I'm one of those people. I'm looking for you all the time, too. Uh, but let's get back to to the uh, I, bison itself. And, um, you know, what is the the prime meat producing age of a bison? The prime is usually about three to five years old. And mainly the the three years to five years is when we like to butcher bulls at three. And if we're doing cows, uh, five, cause just because bulls grow faster. So that's about when they're going to hit a thousand pounds, which is what we're shooting for. But the, the reason that we butcher them that early primarily is because once they reach maturity, uh, they get much harder to handle. And so it's, it's far more stressful mm-hmm. on the animal itself. But it's also, it's also more dangerous for us who were having to handle the worst animals and our ranch in Katy, if they if something happens and they get outside of our fences i mean they're yeah, across the street so we don't we don't want we don't want to you know seven ten fifteen year old bison bull loose in the neighborhood have they you ever had that happen animals. so that's why the, uh, we no, have luck we have not <laughs> <laughs> we have not so uh that's that's really the main reason we try to butcher them sooner at our Katy Ranch just because, you know, we don't want a disaster to happen. But I, I, I butchered animals. I I, I called uh, one of our herd bulls this last year 
and he was probably he was over 20 uh, and he, he, he weighed over 2,000 pounds giant bull named Buddy uh, just because I didn't want him he was getting older I didn't want him something to happen to him get beat up by one of our other herd bulls and, and end up dying so we went ahead and butchered him and his meat was fantastic you know so the, the quality of the meat um, is not so much dependent on the age uh, it's more you know safety for the animals safety for the humans and, and just you know doing what's best for everybody well you you mentioned buddy i mean is there an emotional attachment to these animals i know when you're on a farm you're nurturing them and then at the same time you know you're in the meat uh packing business what kind of emotional attachment is there there definitely is uh you want to take care of your animals uh to the best of your ability uh, but in the end, you know, you know what they're there for. We we tend to not give names to the animals that we know mm-hmm. we will be butchering, uh, like our our breeder bulls and our breeder cows and beef and bison. You know, we give them names. You know, hopefully they'll be around for you know 20 years. But uh, the ones that we know are going for meat, I generally do not name. Sometimes my kids will name, especially the sheep and goats, and I'm like. Well, you know, speckles is getting butchered next month, and uh, and, and my kids really know that too. And yeah. When they were younger, it was harder. And uh, you know, the, when I first got into this business, you know, over ten years ago, it it it, it was harder than it is now. I mean, because I used to go and I take my bison in, and I would drop them off, and uh, the place that I use it, it's animal welfare approved, so it's as minimal stress on the animal as possible, and the bison. We take them off the trailer. They'd run them around the corner, put them in the lockbox, and they'd shoot them right there in the head. So the animal has you know, no suffering, doesn't know what's going on. It's basically as humane as possible. And the first few times, they're like, when I hear that gunshot, I'd be like, oh, you know, kind of hit me. But after that, I mean, it's 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 the path I've chosen. It, I know I give our animals yeah. the best life possible. You know, it's you know, the animals that they spend their lives in feedlots. It's it, it, not good for the animal. They're not healthy, happy animals. Mine are. They live their entire lives out on pasture, eating as much as they want, you know, getting sunshine and taken care of. And you know, it, it, so 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 when you say you know, pasture no raised, then you know, tell us exactly what that means. I mean, you, you're just touching on that, but what does that mean when we see that on the marketing and the uh, packaging? Pasture raised. What's the difference between that and something else? Uh, pasture raised, my animals, I call them pasture raised because they can go wherever they want. They can wander out and graze out in the pasture, you know, for as long as they want, wherever they want, and move on to greener pastures when they, when they see fit. Um, like if you see, like, like for chickens, for example, like when you, if someone's going to say they have pasture raised chickens, they have to have at least 10 by 10 for that, for that animal to, to graze in, which well, how many chickens are you going to put in that 10 by 10? So you got to be careful. I tell people, you know, if they're concerned about it, you know, know, know where their food comes from. But for me, my definition is that animal can pick and choose where it wants to go, when it wants to go uh, at all times. It's always going to have a bunch And of pretty much what there. it wants to eat because your animals are organic. Is that correct? Uh, they're not organic because we do treat them for parasites and we, we do give them minerals. 
Uh, they are grass-fed, and we do have grass-finished. And we also do have grain-finished animals as well. But they're not given any any, any hormones or any any. Like we don't we don't give them antibiotics. We don't give them anything. Um, we haven't we haven't needed to. Now our like our breeding animals, you know, if if, if one of our our mama cows gets sick or something, we're yeah. gonna give it medicine. We're gonna give it you know the antibiotics or whatever it needs. But you're not gonna eat that meat. We're not selling that meat. So people you know people get confused over all these all these terms. And I think um, the, the most important thing is that you give these animals. Pasture raised is, I think, the best uh, for everybody. There are certain people that cannot eat grain-finished animals. Um, uh, we primarily focus on the grass-finished, fed grass-finished. Uh, but then we have customers who want they want the yeah. big fat juicy steak. So we do have we do have uh, calves in pastures that we do give. Them so does the now go our, ahead. Our I'm sorry. Bison, uh, our bison uh, we do is all grass-fed, grass-finished because we have found that when we do grain feed the bison, uh, they don't they don't get any. The bison meat doesn't marble uh, like beef does really, uh, so it, it's more just making sure they have plenty of hay mm-hmm. and, and minerals for them is it, it, the big is the big thing. Because when bison, the way they evolved is they, they would graze over. You know, basically thousands of acres a day, so they're getting a wide variety of range. So when you're ranching them, and they're they're eating on the on the same pastures every day, you got to make sure that they're getting enough copper and and you know sodium and things like that. So that's the big thing to look at. So does that mean that you're planting the pasture like with the? Do they just eat grass, and are you planting that pasture? Uh, Ours, uh, our pastures are. 100% 100% natural vegetation we have not planted, and, and we don't spray for herbicides, uh, and we have not put fertilizer out in a long time. We probably need to fertilize, but the way <laughs> the way the bison go about their grazing is they they naturally will not overgraze. Uh, it's just it, it, it's the way that their DNA is made up. Like, you know, you put I put cows out there, and I have to constantly make sure my cattle are moving. Because they'll sit there in one spot and just eat it until it's, it's bare dead, um, which is a little bit different. So uh, we, we do not plant. We probably should. Uh, we probably get a little bit more yield. Uh, but I know you're driving. I can tell because you're going in and out a little bit, but that's okay. Let me let me switch the topic then to um, you know the benefits of bison. I mean, is bison the meat of the elitist? What I you know started this out with, and I find that it is more expensive. Um, so uh, I guess the, the way you're talking about how they are raised and uh, the amount of land that you have to have on for them to. Uh, graze on and the fact that they are apparently uh, a smaller animal than a beef um, goes into uh, what's the quality of the meat? What's the benefit of bison? Oh, yeah, bison definitely is more expensive. 
uh, really for two reasons. Main reason is bison, they're not smaller animals, they just grow slow. I can raise uh, I can raise a beef steer okay. to a thousand pounds in about 18 months. Whereas a bison is gonna take about three years. So that's why it's gonna be almost double the price of beef <laughs> because it takes as long to grow. Uh, that That's one of the main driving factors. Okay. Uh, second is, uh, is, uh, is, is demand because there's far fewer you know, there's there's something like 300 million cows in, in America versus you know 200,000 bison. So supply and demand also drives the price up. Third is just the the facilities you have to have to handle bison. That you have to be more substantial than beef. So you can put up cattle panels and, and work beef and put them on a trailer. You know, that costs you a couple hundred bucks. And bison, it's not going to work like that. They're going to blow through those, jump over them, and destroy everything. Um, but the benefit, the benefit oh. of the bison meat is it's basically got more of all the good stuff and less of all the bad stuff than, than your typical beef. Now you're going to get you know higher protein, higher B vitamins, higher iron, higher the good cholesterol, uh, and then less bad cholesterol, less fat. Uh, just you know, it's all across the board. It's going to have more of the good stuff, less of the bad stuff than virtually any other meat out there. I find for me as a chef, um, the only time that I have really had clients uh, and that I've really prepared bison meat has been for uh, elite level athletes, uh, a NFL uh, uh, football players, uh, people who are uh, boxers or who are in heavy uh, specialized training uh, programs. Uh, do you? Do you, is that is that where your customers come from, or do you find that everybody is is on the bison tip now? It is it's people who want good tasting proteins uh, that are are good for you, that are health conscious. Uh, you know, personal trainers, uh, bodybuilders, special athletes uh, are, are are a big chunk of my customers, and and, and just health conscious moms that want to feed their kids stuff. You know, they want because the flavor of the bison it comes from the meat itself. And I'm like, well, like, it's beef. It's beef. It's mm-hmm. flavor tends to come from the marbles. So it, it's got its own natural kind of oh. rich, sweeter flavor, and it's coming from the meat. So you can get the, you still get the good flavor, but you don't have to have all the, the bad stuff along with it. So we have, I have customers who, uh, you know, kids are allergic to, to beef. They can't eat any beef, so they come and eat bison because bison is, is been proven to be a hypoallergenic meat. There's been no known allergies, wow. no known allergies to bison. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, I would say at least half of my customers eat it because they know it's, it's, it's you know, like I said, it's the, the superfood of the meat group, the healthiest protein they can get. And then a lot of other people are just like, I just like bison because it's good. They don't care about the health benefits. It's like, they just love yeah. the taste. They just love bison. The idea, you know, this is, this is, um, this is America. You know, bison is it, a native. They're like, cows are native to America. You know, right. so it's just, you know, they like that aspect of it. It's just, and it's just, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that um, for people who haven't tried bison, I, I can say that, you know, you it has the versatility of beef, uh, meaning you can have a steak, you can have ground up bison, make it like meatballs and uh, bison tacos. And, you know, so there's really no limitation 
and it has the same performance and uh, look to some degree. So it's an easier uh, try for people who've never tried it, uh, you know. Yeah, I tell people when they come to me if they've never, never eaten it, never cooked with it, I say, you know, anything you do with beef, you can do it by, the animal has the same cut as, as your typical beef animal. And, you know, you can do burgers, you can do tacos, chili, steaks. Uh, my personal favorite, I always recommend if you've never done it, do bison fajitas. Get you some skirt steak, season it just like you would your beef fajitas. Okay. That's my absolute favorite cut. And if you eat bison fajitas, you will be hooked first time. Like, they're, they're amazing. And what you gonna put on those fajitas? You got some onions, some what? What you putting uh, in I there? Put, I, put, I put onions, <laughs> I put jalapenos. I love queso on my fajitas too. Uh, yeah. Whatever I can put on, I'm a, I'm a all the way kind of guy when I make my pizza. Yeah, just just what we got, let's throw exactly. it in. <laughs> okay, cool. Let, let me ask you, what what do you see the benefits are for you personally uh, by providing the meat at the farmers market? You know, I I, I wonder often about ranchers who. Uh, come to the farmers market with their meat. What, what's what's your take on the benefit there? Uh, the benefit is the customer base. So we we open up our ranch every Wednesday where customers can come out and buy meat, or they can they can schedule an appointment to come out and pick up meat. But you know that, that that there's very few people that actually take advantage of that. Everybody wants to come to the farmers market, so we're actually bringing our product to the customer. The customers are there, and most of the customers at these farmers markets are are very knowledgeable customers they've done their research they know they're there looking you know for specific products you know like bites and like organic vegetables and like, you know, like they're they're there for a reason they're not it's not there are some people that go there just to kind of look around but that's our, our targeted customer base are those people that shop at farmers markets because they know what they're looking for and they know why uh you know our our meat might be you know 10 percent more expensive than what you're going to get in a grocery store because they know where it's coming from they know our animals are treated and they know it's not commercial meat, which is some of the most disturbing videos I've ever seen have been in commercial meat operations. So, you know, that's the benefit of farmers market yeah. is, 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 is that is your targeted customer base. You're bringing your product to, to your your exact customer you're looking. For. And you know, you mentioned commercial um, processing, which I have. Uh, you and I have had this discussion some time ago, and I did a comparison of your bison and I went and purchased uh, bison. You can find it more readily available in the grocery stores now. You used to couldn't, but I went and got a pound from the grocery store and compared that to yours. And I was amazed with the amount of water and I, I would say probably filler then by the commercial product versus yours. Yours was lean pure meat and uh, with no no runoff no no water uh it's obviously the product itself is very lean uh comment on that yeah that that was that's one of my big selling points uh you know first time buyers or people who aren't aren't, aren't sold on it uh, they, they tell me why i can get a pound of bison at the grocery store for nine dollars why is there 12 and i tell them get a pound of mine you go to kroger's or costco or you know your local H-E-B, wherever you get your groceries get a get a pound of their ground bison you cook one and one pan, one another side by side. And when it's done, you're gonna pour out about, I don't wanna say like half a cup of just, of water, juice, yeah. whatever that is that's in there that you're paying full price for, that's not what you're eating, not right. bison meat. 
And mine, there's gonna be nothing. Right. Nothing but just meat left. And every single time, every single time they have done that, they have come back to me like, "Oh my goodness, like you were right. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know what." The, and then, and then, then that's just a sudden like, and the taste, the taste, like yours tasted so much better. It, it, they, they say, the others was, it felt like rubbery and it didn't have the flavor, whereas yours was just, it was just no comparison. Yeah. That, that's how, and I don't want to say that's how I win over customers. That's how I just, just educate them. Like this is. You know, there's a difference in food. Just because one thing says this is pure by ground bison, and then that's what mine is, that doesn't mean they're the same. You know, that's just, just right. And, and that that's the um, that's the benefit for us, the customer at the farmers market who gets to meet the rancher, who has that conversation, and then gets to follow that up with uh, doing our own sampling because. Yeah, who, who knew, you know, all we can do is read these packages, buy into the uh, marketing, it's organic, it's this, it's that, but you know, you really don't know. So that's a good thing that you're doing by telling people to make that comparison because not only is it, you know, uh, obvious difference in the flavor and all of that of yours, but it also lends to our education of knowing, you know, when we think we're eating something, and we have nothing better to compare it to, we really don't know what we're eating at all. Exactly, and I'll give you a perfect example. I was, I was at the at HCB just looking through this a while back, just looking through their meat section, I do it all the time, and, I, and they had organic beef New York strips. I was like, oh, organic beef, huh? And I was just looking at it, because you know, I know what I'm looking at, and then I'm like, I don't know about this. And I looked on the package, and it said, product day Uruguay. So that means that cow was raised in Uruguay and shipped to America. Mm-hmm. How, how in the world are you going to know that, that that was organic? Do you trust the, the, right. the, the, the whatever the USDA equivalent of Uruguay is that they're going to hold it to what you consider organic standards? Like, I, I mean, right. maybe you're a lot more trusted yeah. than I am, but I, I raised some questions for me. Listen, I, I I go to the source, honey. Whenever the source is available, I'm looking like, howdy, and uh, partner, what you got? You know? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you mentioned your kids, and I'm interested to know, you know, your family obviously has a long legacy uh on the texas countryside and uh how are your children or what are you aiming to teach your kids what is their activity you know on the ranch uh they it varies to a degree depending upon the kid what they can do uh they definitely have chores and responsibilities you know if i need them to go you know feed some animals or check on water or, or, or anything like that they will do it but basically you know, I have my oldest son, he, you know, he's more interested in, in video games and, and sports. Whereas my older daughter, she's, anytime we're doing anything with animals, she wants to do them. I'll literally send her out on horseback in the back pasture to have her move animals. And my, my other daughter- How fun is that? Oh yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I, 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 that's what all she wants to do. Then my other daughter, she's getting to the age where she wants to, she, she's, she's like, dad, can we go ride horses or still work animals? So she's getting there too. Then my two youngest sons, my seven-year-old, he 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 likes it, uh, but then he's he's also real big into sports right now. Um, but he he's, he 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 loves going hunting. But he's gonna grow on it. And then my three-year-old, 
uh, he is all about that life. If, if I'm doing rancher, he says, Daddy, where are you going? I'm going with you. So, I mean, he's literally, if I get out the door without him, he is a mad little son of a gun because he, he wants to do everything with Daddy. He wants to go feed. He wants to go ride horses. He wants to go, he loves going with the processor. I mean, he loves everything about it. So, I, I, don't, I don't force it upon my kids. Uh, they do have responsibilities just because they're part of the family and they got to help us out. Uh, but I, I, right. I involve them with everything they they want to be involved in. Yeah, that's that's really great. Um, uh, I can imagine. So what is that? What is that? Four kids that I count through your conversation? Uh, five kids. Five kids. Yeah. So that bison meat is that bison meat is 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 better than beef, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. What about the taste of bison? Is it gamey at all? Well, people throw around the word gamey all the time. And when I think of gamey, it makes me think of, um, like, venison, deer meat, specifically whitetail, because that's what I grew up uh, eating, whitetail meat, and when people say gamey, that, that it was gamey, that, that's the flavor that I think of. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think the bison meat has any gamey taste to it, from what I call game. It does have a richer, kind of sweeter, flavor but i think for most people when they when they when they say bison is too gamey first of all either they had some bad bison or second of all it does have a different smell than beef okay uh, so it, okay. It, that, 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 that's where i think it throws a lot of people off is it does have a different smell but it definitely does but not in have terms of aftertaste well, i'm talking about this like when you pull it out of the package the raw meat Okay. So I think it, it, it sets people's minds. It's like, oh, they already expected to smell. They expected to taste a certain way because it smells different. But I, I would say okay. it definitely does not have as strong a flavor as, as, as venison does, or like, you know, I've I've, I've eaten some some uh, all that ram and some really really funky animals, and that definitely I would say that now that's gamey. You know, uh, like I, I I have I have sheep and I sell a lot of lamb. And I don't like lamb at all. I think lamb has a horrible taste. But all my customers love that buy my lamb, love it. Uh, hey, listen, those uh, those little lamb chops you have I uh, gotten yeah. from you, the little the little lollipop lamb chops as I call them, are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a big lamb person either. Yes, they are. They're delicious. I just don't eat them. <laughs> I, say, I, say, I, I like goat, man. I. Before I started raising goats, I had never eaten goat meat in my life. I just always thought it was wow. just, I just, you know, I thought, like, oh, goats, that's just, that just doesn't sound good. And uh, I started raising, I was like, you know, I really should try this if I'm going to sell it so I can tell people, you know, I try to be honest with my customers about what something tastes like, you know. First right. time I did a little, uh, a, like a little goat curry, you know, raised it and it's, oh, first time I ate, I was like, where has this been my whole life? Like, I, I fell in love with goat meat, man. It was it was amazing, and people, I think when they when you hear this goat meat, it doesn't sound appetizing. But like goat, I think it's last time I checked was the most highly consumed meat in the world. And I was like, that is yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I was like, you no, know, people, it, it, it's the highest eaten meat in the world for a reason. It's good. Plus goats can live off. <laughs> Well, especially if you get it with those Jamaicans. Yeah, you get next to those Jamaicans with it, you're really going to have a good piece of goat meat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, to be clear, uh, bison is not another form of beef. It is another 
red meat. Correct. Two completely different things. Okay. Okay. That's great. And it is lower in fat and lower in calories. Yes. Higher in protein. And higher in protein. So this is the reason why we do see uh, a lot of athletes eating it because they're trying to streamline their diets for yeah. high protein, low carb. Yeah, I always, I always tell people like, I, can, I can sit down and eat a 16 ounce beef steak and afterwards I feel gross and want to take a nap. I can sit down and eat a 16 ounce bison steak and I can go work out. Like it, it, it just, your body feels different and reacts different after you eat it. It, it truly does. Okay, that's awesome. Now we're getting ready to wrap this one up. Tell us how do we um, follow up with Katera Exotics? How do we 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 find Pat the Bison? What's what's going on? Give us some context. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's uh, it's it's uh, Katera Bison, and we have Instagram. It's Katera Exotics. Um, you can uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Pat the Bison. You can find us at Farmer's Market. Every Saturday, we are at the Urban Harvest Farmer's Market from 8 to 12 at St. John's High That's School. That's in Houston. That's in Houston. And then the Memorial Villages High School, excuse me, Memorial Villages Farmer's Market. That's in Memorial. It's uh, at 10, 840 Beinhorn. That's every Saturday from 9 to 1. Uh, then on Sundays, every Sunday, we're at the Bay Area Farmer's Market. That's at Baybrook Mall every Sunday from 11 to 3. So that we're there every weekend at those three spots. And then every Wednesday, we're open out at the ranch from 10 to 4, where customers can come out to our ranch and pick up meat. Uh, you can see, you know, where your meat comes from. And then you can always, uh, you can always schedule an appointment to come out to the ranch uh, any other day or time, you know, to pick up. So you can email me at terraexotics.com. Uh, we can set that up for you too. So it'll be, we're not hard to find. We're not hard to find. Um, do you ship bison out of state? We cannot ship out of state. Our our processes are Texas state. Uh, um, what's it called? The uh, inspected registered. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're state of Texas inspected, not USDA inspected. So we're we're licensed to ship anywhere in Texas. Um, I, I I can ship. I will ship. I have shipped. It is very expensive, though. So I, I tell people, um, as much as I want to sell you my product, if I have to ship it, you can probably find it, you know, cheaper, closer to you, depending upon where you are. Um, there are mm -hmm. other bison ranchers and producers, you know, closer to San Antonio and Austin and Dallas and stuff. So it depends where you are. Um, and I, you know, I, I will gladly sell it to you, but, but shipping is expensive when you add up you know, all the dry ice and shipping costs and everything. So it's just... Can you recommend a good pair of boots? What kind of boots are you wearing out there on the range? Uh, I, I, I generally wear just uh, work boots. Uh, they're Justin's work boots from Academy. But my favorite, <laughs> my, my, my favorite boot maker in Houston, Stephen Parker, Parker Custom Boots. He will build okay. the most comfortable, best pair of boots anywhere. It's Parker Custom Now, that, is that when you're styling or is that when yeah. you are working? Now, uh, you know, shoveling, shoveling, whatever. <laughs> actually, actually, both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 
he gets you a plain pair and a fancy pair. Cause he's, okay, you know, okay. He'll make you, make you whatever you want, man. He's a good dude. <laughs> uh, lastly, Pat the Bison, can you give me the sound of a bison? <laughs> uh, okay, let me let me let me clear my throat. Yeah. Okay, bison. They sound like this. Uh, uh, uh. They like grunt. No. <laughs> oh God. They, they, they grunt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well then. Uh... I, I, I listen. That tells me that when you're you are out on a ranch, on a farm, on Texas land, you have to pay attention to every sound that's around you, huh? Uh, absolutely, especially out out in the hill country. There's there's things out there that can hurt you. There's you know, mountain lions and bobcats and a bunch of wild hogs and and bison bulls on every corner. So you you never know. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, my friend. Yes, ma'am. You be. Thanks for listening to Freestyle Flavor, a bi-weekly production. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you're alerted to every new uploaded episode. And if you'd like to get in contact with us here at the podcast, we'd love to hear back from you. Send your email to freshandfreestyleflavor at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. In the meantime and in between time, I am Chef Tarsha. It's been a pleasure.